Hello and welcome to the inaugural Hope for Hitman podcast. The Hope for Hitman podcast is going to be a mental health awareness podcast that is done by myself, the school counselor at East Hitman High School. My name is Aaron Saunders and I am also a sponsor of the Aware Youth Council at East Hitman High School along with the Aware team who also sponsors not only the Aware Youth Council at East Hitman High School, but also at Hitman County High School in Centerville. This podcast is going to be a joint effort by the students and the sponsors of the Aware Youth Council in order to promote mental health awareness. We're going to be tackling um, the subjects that, that aren't really talked about very often. Um, suicide, bullying, drug usage, um, abuse at home homelessness, all the struggles that our students face day to day, not only at Hitman County, but across the globe. Um, So the Hope for Hitman podcast is going to be an opportunity for the professionals um, like myself to kind of talk about the, the issues, but also for the students to have their voice heard. And this is, once again, this is a joint effort. This isn't an East Hitman High School thing. This isn't a Hitman County High School thing. This is a, a joint effort. Um, it's, uh, there are going to be students. Um, sometimes it'll be one or two students, and then sometimes it's going to be a whole group of students. Uh, the, the overall goal is for me to just initiate it and then let the students run with it because the students are the ones who are the eyes and ears of the school. They're the ones who see their peers who are struggling. They're the ones who see their friends and even the people who they don't talk to very much. But when they're acting differently or when they're not showing up for school or when they're just not the same. And then they're the ones who can come to us and let us know, hey, there's something wrong with with so-and-so. The biggest purpose of this podcast is, once again, to give these students a voice. The students who feel like they don't have a voice are going to get to get to talk about their struggles. And it's 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 all students. It's our athletes. It's our top ten. It's our academically struggling struggling students. It's our LGBTQ students. Everybody is going to get a voice on this podcast. Everybody is going to be heard. And we're going to make sure that we provide opportunities for all demographics to be spoken to and spoken about. Because a lot of these uh, underserved students feel like nobody cares about them and feel like nobody has a voice. So this is going to be that opportunity. And our hope is also by giving these students a voice and allowing us, the mental health professionals, to be advocating and validating these voices that they'll be heard and be taken more seriously because we have too many students who are struggling emotionally and mentally, financially and academically, and nothing's done about it. It's no secret. Both schools have lost students due to suicide. And the month of September was Suicide Awareness Month, and our first episode is going to be directed at this. This episode is going to be directed at talking about suicide. Uh, I have a very special guest with me, and it's Melinda Haynes, uh, the mother of Kevin Dunn. 
who was a student who committed suicide uh, in 2017. Um, and so many people have often struggled with this because Kevin didn't show a whole lot of signs. Even his his mother has said that there weren't there wasn't any signs that nobody you know had any idea that he was going to do what he was going to do, and that's the hard part about suicide. Sometimes it's very obvious, and then sometimes it's not. I myself have lost suicide being a veteran. Uh, Twenty-two veterans a day commit suicide on average. I lost a, a veteran brother back in December of last year. Now, granted, he wasn't an active part of my life, and I hadn't seen him in a couple of decades, but it still it hit just as hard. So we have not only students, but we have the veterans. We have, we have people of all ages who are committing suicide. But our focus right now is to stop, stop suicide of children. Not only adolescents, but kids all the way down to elementary school age. We're losing too many kids to suicide because no one um, can totally figure out this problem. And the problem of suicide is not being talked about very often. It's like a hush-hush. We're even afraid to say the word suicide because they're afraid that if we say it, that it's going to give people ideas and it's going to encourage it. But it's the exact opposite. Nobody wants to to tackle the hard subject very often. We're going to. I'm even going to say the word suicide. I'll repeat it. Suicide. We have to talk about it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to bring it out in the open. And once again, it's it's not just an East problem. It's not just a Centerville problem. Um there's this unspoken rift that's been going on between both sides of the county for too long. And to be perfectly honest, it's mostly the adults, the adults that live in the, in the counties and a lot of the adults that work in the schools. And it's on both sides. But how are students going to believe that they are cared about and they're cared for when we have we have adults that work in the, in the buildings that are supposed to be professionals who dislike somebody just for where they, they live or what school they go to. This has to stop. We have to unite. We're Hickman County, and Hickman County has its own problems altogether. And when we have this unspoken, honestly stupid and ridiculous rift, where grown men and women are mistreating or ignoring or or even, I don't know, um, what's the word? Ignore, yeah, ignoring. I don't know what the word is. Ostracizing, I guess. Uh, the A student just because of where they go to school. Heck, we have teachers who refuse to have anything to do with another school just based off of, this rift because they feel one school is better than the other. And it's not the case. Both schools have their problems, but both schools also have their strengths. But it's up to us, the adults that are in the building, to get over ourselves, to stop being so arrogant that we believe we're better than somebody else just because of where they go to school, 
and start loving, showing love, because that's what these kids need. Some of these kids have no support at home. Some of these kids have no encouragement, and the only encouragement they get is when they walk through those doors at our schools. And then they have another adult hate on them just because of where they go to school at and hearing about that. It's ridiculous. We have to stop. We have to get over ourselves. And we have to model responsible behavior. We have to model love. Because we keep losing students by suicide. And it's going to take a team collective effort to show these kids that they are loved no matter what they do. They are loved no matter how they identify. It doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter what anybody else believes. I believe that every student deserves love. I believe that every student has the opportunity to achieve greatness. And I believe that every student has value. My beliefs have no importance whatsoever on how much I love each and every one of those students. And I know the aware team feels the same way. And I know there are several adults in both buildings who feel the same way. We have to show what it looks like to unite. We have to show what it looks like to get of ourselves and love these kids where they're at. Because make no mistake, our kids are hurting. They may not be voicing it, and they may not be talking about it, but make no mistake, our kids are in crisis. They're struggling. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle some of these stressors. They don't know how to handle the abuse they have at home. Once again, some of these kids, the only time they get any consistency, the only time they get a meal or are in an air-conditioned or heated building is when they walk through those doors. So this has to be a safe place. And this is the same thing for schools across America. Because the Aware Youth Council, we're not just hold, we're not just going to put this in a box and say this is going to be a Hitman County thing. This is going to be a nationwide thing. We are going to give the voice to the kids across America, especially the kids from Hitman County. Because they have a lot to say. And just because they're, they're high school students does not mean that their voice is is not important it doesn't mean that what they have to say doesn't have validity because it does so we are going to do we are going to walk together the aware team and the counselors and administration and the teachers who believe in these kids and we're going to show what unity looks like and we're going to give these kids a voice to finally be heard because things need to change inside, outside the school, inside, outside of Hitman County, inside, outside of this nation. Love is going to take apart the, the, the struggles that our kids are having. We're going to destroy this mental health issue, this mental health crisis. But it's going to take all of us to be heard and to hear. This isn't going to be a polarizing podcast. We're not going to get into politics. We're not going to get into what's, what's, what's natural and what's not natural. We're not going to get into what's, you know, who's right and who's wrong. We're just going to hear 
stories. We're going to hear experiences. I don't have to believe what someone's, what someone's, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to believe what, what someone's doing is right in order to feel for them. I say this a lot, and you're going to hear this a lot. A person's feelings are valid because they feel them. The reasoning is not important. The validity of the struggle is, is, is an important only to the extent of how it's, how it's hurting them. And we're not going to get into semantics. We're not going to polarize. This is not going to be a podcast where we're going to get into arguments. You know, I'm right. No, you're right. No, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Whatever. We just got to give these kids a voice. We are going to provide opportunities to to allow our students um, to even bring on guests. Once again, my first this first podcast, I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing in Miss Melinda, and we're going to continue to have guests. So what this is going to look like is there's going to be one long episode, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, and then three weekly episodes. We're going to call them Mindful Moments. The Mindful Moments are going to be the students' first opportunities to speak. They're going to talk about issues that are important to them, but only from a factual point of view. We're going to make sure that they're vetted, and we're going to make sure that they can intelligently articulate what they're talking about because this is going to be taken seriously. Our students are going to be taken seriously. Our students' voices, these these kids, they know what they're feeling. They know what's going on. They are going to be taken seriously because we want them to be heard because we love these kids and we're not going to lose any more to suicide. If there's anything we could do about it. So please. Give it a chance. This is a first time thing. We're going to work out some kinks. But don't don't look at the content. And look at the message. Once again. you know, This is my first recording. And it's not going to be the most polished thing. But we're going to get. We're going to get more polished. But hear these kids voices. Hear what they're saying. Hear what they're feeling. Because we're going to speak to that. We're going to speak to 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 what's going on in their hearts and in their heads. And hopefully, we're going to get the community to listen. So that way, these kids know that they're being heard. And in the future, as we become heard, and as we start spreading the message, we're going to try to change some things. Some things that are reasonable to change, but we're going to try to change some things around here. Hickman County, we're going to lead the way. And once again, we are the Hope for Hickman podcast. Hickman County, we hear you.
welcome back to the Hope for Hitman podcast. Once again, I am Aaron Saunders, and we have an extremely special guest here with us to talk about her story. Um, and it's Miss Melinda Haynes, um, and she is the mother of Kevin Dunn. As you know, we lost him in 2018. Um, and as I've been saying before, the word suicide is almost a hush-hush word. We don't want to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to get that message out. And I, once again, it's my belief that we can't heal until we start talking about it. So I am going to pass it over to Ms. Haynes and let her introduce herself and her story and where, how else she wants to go with this. So Ms. Haynes, the microphone is yours. Hello, y'all. My name is, as Mr. Saunders said, Melinda Haynes, and I am Kevin's mother. Kevin was a fun, loving, typical 17-year-old kid. He loved sports. He loved fishing. He loved everything. Highly likable. No no bad things. Everybody has bad things. But just know, I'm not, I'm not naive enough to know that there's not bad things. So, um, Kevin, I will never forget December 5th, 2017. Um, he was supposed to come to school. I went to work that day. Um, he was supposed to, you know, come to school. You know, he got up that morning, texted I was already at work. He said, hey, good morning. You know, normal conversation. Normal conversation throughout the morning while he was getting ready. There were no indications that he was contemplating suicide. There were no signs that he was considering suicide. You will hear people say, oh, there's always signs. There's not always signs. And sadly, I wish there were signs that so that we could help alleviate this, this catastrophe. Suicide is not taboo. Suicide is not, you know, something to be ashamed of thinking about. If you are considering it, there are resources to help you. You do not have to be alone not have to feel like you're alone and most likely you're not alone you just have that isolation feeling our story since Kevin's death has been to try to get as much help out there information out there we want our community and our world to know that it's not it's not a disease it's not a you know, you're, you're not wrong for, for having bad thoughts. However, seek help when you have those thoughts. Seek guidance. People want to help you. We don't want to lose anybody else. And thank you. Now, I, I agree with you so much. And, you know, Ms. Haynes and I were talking before we started recording, and the community is still hurting from this. I know his friends, there's a couple of friends who are still just not able to find peace and thinking that it's their fault and that they missed something. But, you know, everybody is saying that there weren't any 
absolute sign. So for for the people who loved him the most to to take blame, they're just continuing to torture themselves. And I know my story, I I, I had it's not exactly the same, but I had a, a battle buddy as a I'm a Marine Corps veteran and lost a lost a brother in December. Now I haven't spoken to the guy in twenty years, but for a second there I started carrying like man I should have you know, should have kept touching them. But sometimes life is life and you know it's hard to see if the person is not seeking the help that they need, whether it's they don't want to seek help or they don't think it's gonna work. It's 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 really hard to see, like like you said, you know, you didn't have anything. I mean, there are some people are very obvious. Absolutely. There's you know, some people show signs. Some people show triggers, you know, they show all these warning systems you know, flashing lights, if you will. Right. But there are those that never show anything. You would not know because they carry on their day like every other day. And then, sadly, they're fighting a battle that they, like you said, either they think they can't win or they don't see an outcome Mm -hmm. different. And that's just not the case. Right. There is help. Right. And this is where it starts. Like I said, you know, even in some of my training and, and counseling, they're like, you know, we need to be careful about talking about it, about saying the word, you know, because we don't want to give kids ideas. The only idea that I care about is giving the kids is that they're loved and there's people here who are going to sit with them in that hell that they're going through Absolutely. and be willing to stand with them. And, you know, that's what we're here for is for these kids. And... For them to feel like nobody cares enough for their life, I mean, every life, I don't care what's going on, every life is viable. And we have to get that out there. We have to get, you know, the, the biggest lie, whether whatever you, you know, whatever the people out there believe in, you know, there is a lie out there that says they're alone and nobody understands them and they're never going to get any better and no one's going to care about them. Now, do will I ever completely know exactly how the person feels no but i at least can understand and you can at least understand and to be able to sit and just say i don't know what you're going through but i get it sometimes that's just all we need i know when i was in a dark place when i was in the military i was in a very very dark place and when i finally talked to the right person it says like i don't know what you're going through but i get it and I understand what you're feeling, and I don't understand exactly. It made me feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this, and maybe this can get better. I agree. With I, I think everybody battles with whether it's full blown depression, whether it's sadness, whether it's a hopeless feeling. I think everybody has those feelings at some point in time in their life. Right. And like you said, it just takes that one person. Even if they don't say any words physically, but to sit beside you, to say, I'm here. Right. To say, my ear is open. To say, like, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I can empathize with you. Mm -hmm. That goes so far with so many people that people forget kindness. Right. Right. And I love the word kindness. 
you know, in order to be kind, we don't have to fix it. We don't have to even understand it, you know, and some people, you know, they don't, they don't get mental health struggles, or at least they act like they don't. And in my own personal opinion, I just believe that's them covering up their insecurities. And, but sometimes someone just needs another person to be kind. You know, unfortunately, there are some kids who don't have that soft spot when they go home. They don't have that place where they can just unpack and let their guard down because home is not a safe space. But there are safe spaces here, you know, friends' houses, wherever. And wherever, you know, for all of you out there, you know, you can find a safe space. If you don't have one now, you can find them. Go to your counselors or your teachers or your administrators. If you don't go to Hickman County High School, if there's someone else out there listening, go to your school and find a trusted adult and find your safe space. It could be a friend. That's totally fine. Because if you have a good friend, if the friend's good enough, they're going to know that they can't offer you what you need, but they can't offer that soft spot. And they can just give you a place to, to unpack that and give you the support to have the courage to go find somebody who can, who can help you unpack that. We all need our soft space to land. When we don't have that, that's what makes it difficult. Absolutely. It's hard when you don't have that at home. Yeah. You know, when... Sadly, a lot of our kids don't have that at home anymore. Mm -hmm. But there are so many other people that do care and do love them just the same. Right. You know, so I do hope that if you don't have it at home, you do find someone in your community, whether it be a friend's parent. Right. You know, if your teachers, your church, you can find it somewhere without turning into another negative. Exactly, and I love you, it. You have, to, you have to find a positive to flip that negative screw. Mm -hmm. Negative feeds negative, so you need to find a positive and run with it. And I always say that, I always say that, yeah, you can find somebody who helps you temporarily, but if it's, if it's feeding negative, then you know, you're, you're still sitting in a smoky room smoking a cigarette and you're not getting that clean air. You've got to have that positivity to counteract the negative. These kids all the time, they hear all this negative, you know, you're worthless, you're stupid, you're ugly, you know, this other stuff. And I'm like, if you can't get affirmation at home, come to me, come to the, you know, the, the, the counselors and give your own affirmation. As long as you're speaking it, you're giving it life. You speak negative, you give it life. You speak positive, you give it life. And positive is so much more power than, than that negative. And we keep seeing it. As long as you keep on giving yourself that positive affirmation, then um, then you can defeat that. I, I love the quote from Muhammad Ali that says, the repetition of affirmation leads to belief. Once that belief leads to deep conviction, big things happen. And the biggest thing that I want to see happen is these kids to stop wanting to kill themselves. Um, so I wanted to ask you, did you, would you have to have any kind of message to not only parents, but also to the people who loved Kevin? Kevin, Kevin still loves us all. It's taken me five long, hard years to know that Kevin didn't leave me and he didn't leave them. Mm -hmm. He left 
a situation that he didn't see an end out. And I wish that he would have came to someone, me, another parent, a school person, anybody, because he touched so many lives. And still to this day, I have people reach out and say, hey, I still remember Kevin did this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kevin was with me today because of this. Yeah. You know, and so I wish that people would realize, and again, it took me these five years to get to this point that to know that it's not anything I did or did not do. It's not anything they did or did not do. Kevin still loves us all. And I know, I know he's in all of our lives still and he touches everybody in some shape, form or fashion. And I know some people are going to think that that's hokey and that's okay. They can think I'm hokey. But them really truly believe that when that that Kevin is still with us yeah. that Kevin does not want somebody else's family friends anyone for someone themselves to feel the way that he felt or for their family to deal with they, what we have dealt with right you know his family and friends I think that Kevin's death has changed a lot of people and how not just them personally, but how they view things. Right. They, it, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes because Kevin is not someone that you would have been one to watch for right. symptoms. Right. Because that's just not who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was the make everybody laugh. He's going to get on your nerves with it. Right. But he's going to make you laugh all the same. You know, he's going to be the one who takes up for someone else, but he's going to pick on his friends. Right. You know, so I just want you to know that there's hope, there's light. Kevin still loves us all. Yeah. We still love Kevin. Nobody has forgotten Kevin in these five years. Yeah. Nobody has reverted back to their old ways Kevin's death mattered and it means something mm-hmm. and I know that people have changed because of it Yeah. and I am so thankful that for Mr. Saunders and for this school they and for Hickman County as a whole they no longer view suicide as taboo right they recognize that it's a real thing and they want to offer help. Yeah. They're trying to get help available, help out there, you know, resources, everything. So I'm very thankful. So very thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know for me that for the longest time I felt like moving on meant that I was okay with my battle buddy's death, but he would be really ticked off at me if I would have just allowed myself to lose life just because he lost his. And, you know, I believe that a lot of people think that, well, if I find joy and I find peace, that means I'm okay with what happened. And that's, that can't be the furthest, furthest thing. You know, like you said, Kevin loved everybody and he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't want the people that he loved to lose their life and to lose their love of life, you know, because like you said, he 
was overcome by a battle that that he he couldn't overcome, you know. And once again, that doesn't make anybody weak. My my brother was the toughest sob I've ever met. I mean, he was hard as nails, but the one battle that he couldn't fight and one battle that he couldn't win was the battle when we came home, and. That's why we're doing this, because everybody needs to talk about this. We need to make ourselves aware of it, and we need to have the conversation so that way it's not taboo, and there's no stigma and no judgment. It's just almost like saying, hey, my foot hurts. This is more severe. I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not going to just stay at home if, you're, if you top your foot off. You're going to go to the doctor, and you're going to get taken care of. Exactly. So when your brain is telling you, hey, you need to end this right now, that's just as severe, and that's time to go get the health that you need. Mental health is just as important, if not more important, than physical health. Mental health drives physical health. Amen. It changes everything. Yeah. It affects everything. There are so many. You don't realize how much mental health plays into it until you start studying it. Yep. And yep. then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I would say that Kevin, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, would tell me, tell you, tell all, all of his friends, family, everybody in his life. It is not our fault. We could not have stopped or done anything to stop him on that day. Yeah. And... That has been probably the hardest pill I've swallowed is that I couldn't have done anything different right. because I didn't know. Yeah. He chose not to tell us because he didn't want to burden us. I know that mm -hmm. without knowing that. Yeah. So there is help available. There are a lot of um, nonprofits. There's some around here. There's um, there's one in Columbia called the Cowboy Up. Cowboy Up. They are um, they are phenomenal. So it's the Cowboy Up. Regina Perry. Uh, they actually spoke in several couple years ago, um, not long after Kevin passed, down at the riverfront. <clears throat> there's the Jason Foundation. They're out of Hendersonville. Both of these places have online resources. Um, there's, um, oh, my mind went blank and I am so sorry. No. There's another one, but they, there's resources mm -hmm. available. And if you're intimidated or if you're in, embarrassed you right. know, to come forward to someone around here, there's plenty of places online. There's plenty yeah. of help. Available. Well, I know Cowboy Up has a Facebook page, so. So does the Jason Foundation. The Jason. So we have the Cowboy Up Foundation. We have the Jason Foundation, and honestly, even if you are don't want to look up stuff, then just come to your counselors or your administrators and just say, "I just I need a resource. I don't know where to go. Can you help me with that?" And that's just where it starts. So, Miss Haynes, I just am humbled, and I just want to thank you so much. I mean, this is. I mean, what a what a way to start this podcast, you know. And as we were speaking, 
this is going to be something that unites the county. I'm tired of this rift, of this unhealthy competition between East and Hitman County. Healthy competition is one thing. A feud, almost, um, almost a disdain for each other for no reason except for where we live, where we go to school. And the Aware Youth Council, we're going to break it. We're going to end this because we're all one people. We're all one heart and one blood. The Marine Corps says one mud, one blood. We're all brothers, and we're all brothers and sisters, and we all have the same hurts, the same fears, the same desires. And when we start breaking down bitterness and almost, I guess, like judgmentalness, I guess, and just start seeing each other's humanity, that's what we need here. Thank you so much, and we will be um, posting this. So, guys, whenever we uh, send this out, we're going to be on Spotify, and I will also be sending out information on other places that we're going to be posted on. But tell your friends, tell your family, come on, let's just start talking. Um, so whenever you don't feel like you're being heard, Hickman, I hear you.